G'day punters and welcome to Winning Post Preview Podcast for the weekend of the long weekend of Saturday, March 6. I'm John Barker. Joining me as usual, Jackpot Joel Marshall and Dynamite Dan Nuttall to talk through a massive, massive long weekend of racing around Australasia. Kicking off on Saturday, Joel, with uh, Group 1s in... Well, not kicking off on Saturday, but continuing on Saturday with uh, Group 1s in both Melbourne and Sydney. And... Look, the Australian Cup is, is wide, wide open, I'd say, but uh, the Newmarket and the Randwick Guineas are um, – they're, they're going to have warm favourites, but they're really fascinating races. Yeah, indeed. Well, the Randwick Guineas, obviously we get to see this Kiwi star again in Aegon. Um, listeners will know I'm a huge fan, and he got the job done beautifully in the Hobartville. It's probably looks his race to lose again. Um, I guess you got a couple of X factors. You got Mawanga, who didn't compete against him last time out with the blinkers on, coming out of his uh, good run in the CS Hayes. And you've got Peltzer coming back to Randwick, where he's unbeaten. So I think he can, uh, you know, find a length or two. So it certainly makes it a, a bit of a challenge for him there. And and as you said, well, we got the new market, the Australian Cup in Melbourne. Uh, sorry, at Flemington and and the Canterbury Stakes in in Sydney, which. Shapes is a really good clash because Bivouac, well, he had a few options, didn't he? He had the 1,000 metres of the, of the challenge stakes. He had the, the new market, but they've gone to the Canterbury Stakes and he's going to start favourite, I'd suggest, there. He's certainly going to be very hard to beat. Speaking of hard to beat, Daniel, September run, uh, really, just, just from the last 200 metres of the Lightning Stakes, uh, you would really have been thinking that the new market is September runs to lose. She ticks all the boxes, um, loves the straight track at Flemington, comes out of a great run in the Lightning, which most of the new market winners do, and is just going to be perfectly uh, suited under the handicap conditions. But uh, strange things do happen in racing, as we saw last week uh, with the Australian Guineas, one by 300 to one shot. Um, but oh, look, I'm fairly keen on September run uh, for the new market without giving a tip away. What say you? Yeah, as you said, nothing's guaranteed in, in this sport. And look, she's just a ripping filly, isn't she? Um, the wins to the eye, all, all those three wins down the straight last preparation were were brilliant. She just raised the bar each time. And as you said, she um, looked the one in the lightning. They just tripped just a bit too speedy for her that day. But up to 1,200 metres, um, she does tick a lot of boxes. And um, while she is the clear standout, this... Uh, it's a very good car. It's a very good race around her. It's um, a very good betting race. I think. I think there's a good chance that a couple of roughies, or hopefully, can um, fill out the minor money. But I've probably given it away that she's my pick in the race. I thought it was real hard to go past. But great contest, and that in the Australian Cup too. Um, really good races, uh, big fields, and uh, looking forward to Saturday. Yeah, well, you're probably not giving too much away there because uh, just glancing at the Winning Post Tips panel. This weekend, I see that September run has notched a rare 40 points. In other words, all eight tipsters have September run on top. But we will take you right through the black type at Flemington on Saturday now. And we'll start with race one, the TBV Thoroughbred Breeders Stakes, 1,200 metres for two-year-old fillies at Group 3 level, set weights and penalties, Joel. Uh, two flying Evelyn on top for me. They came out of trees to back her on debut at Mooney Valley. She was double figures, clearly. Uh, day before the race, but she jumped at 280 and she got the job done. I think she can win again. Uh, five, her empire, I thought, did enough at Bendigo on debut from a wide gate to suggest that she uh, can be competitive in a race like this. Three, LaRoque, opened up odds on, which I thought was very short. I know she won well at uh, Packenham um, and she'll be hard to beat again, but I thought odds on was a bit short. 
and four DeLong Star, next best, who uh, ran pretty well at Sandown on debut. It was a $41 chance, however. Two on top from five, three, and four. Yeah, the rock bottom price, the rope, but um, my top pick on based on what she did first up, trialled well, being the start smart stable mate. It was um, <clears throat> since won a couple of races. So three on top of the two, Flying Evelyn, as Joel said, well backed on debut at Mooney Valley. Um, it's a pretty handy race behind her there. The five in the five and the six fill out third and fourth. So I got three, two, five, and six. Yeah, La Roque for me as well. Uh, I think Tycoon Hummer might have been the only winner I actually tipped on top last week, so I thought I should stick with the McArdles. Three to beat five, her Empire, two flying Evelyn and one Tempest Charm. Across to race three at Flemington on Saturday, Furphy Ale, March Stakes, 1,400 metre listed handicap job. A five odium for me, the group one winning Philly, resuming all reports as that. She's absolutely burning the track at Caulfield and Look, she did a great job in that first prep. Her only miss was uh, an unlucky fifth in the Atlantic Jewel, and she just got pipped in her second group one where she had the lightweight, of course, in the Empire Rose. I think she can kick off with a win to beat two pretty brazen, who's pretty well in, only two kilos above the filly. Uh, she usually comes to hand quite quickly. She won the Let's Elope at this track and trip last prep, so she certainly looks a key danger. One Sosie Bon has been competitive in pretty good races, you know, the last sort of 12 to 18 months. He's dropping sharply in class here out of that futurity first up. And seven Holbein, who ran well last week on the quick backup, has to be some hope. But five on top for me from 217. Yeah, should be hard to beat Odium, 54 and a half kilos. 400 metres, perfect for our first up. Um, really trying and going well at home. Um, and yeah, she's a clear top pick for me. The two, pretty brazen. Um, look at me, I've got plenty of time for. She She always is sort of thereabouts. It's just as a very good race towards the end of the last prep and even ran well in a Rupert Clark behind Behemoth. Um, she's never far away. She can run the race fresh. Got the three, Iconoclasm, and the one, Sosie Bond, uh, next two. But I think it's a race in two. Five, two, three, and one. Uh, Odium for me as well had plain sealing for second from Holbein and pretty brazen, so that's five, four, seven, and two. Race four at Flemington on Saturday. MSS Security size produce stakes fourteen hundred metres set weights for two year olds at Group Two level. Joel, yeah, tricky little affair. I thought there was a bit of value in number thirteen, Guardian Spirit. Uh, didn't mind his debut effort at Ballarat over the 1,200 metres behind Swamp Vixen. Uh, the 12, Forgot You, comes out of that same race. He was caught a bit wide and just lacked that bit of speed over the 1,200, but I thought he got to the line well. I know this is a step up in class, but uh, they're such good uh, trainers, uh, Anthony and Sam Friedman with their two-year-old. So maybe they have something each way on the 13 to beat two Palele, who won his first two starts, kicked off in the Silver Slipper, yeah, he was okay there, beating two lengths, but I think the Godolphin team will probably realise he's not a golden slipper horse, so he comes back down here and out to the 1,400. I think he'll be hard to beat. 14 Wolves, another one down towards the bottom. She's done a great job in her first prep. She's one of only two horses to go through the Blue Diamond series and run in all three. Her Blue Diamond run wasn't too bad. She got in a bit of bother on the turn. Still got home strongly. I think the 1,400 will suit. And 12 forgot you who had jumped out really well before that Ballarat race, just didn't quicken, but did stay on well. The last 100 was good. And if I like Guardian Spirit, I certainly have to give Forgot You a chance. 13, 2, 14, and 12.
Like the nine, the frosted colt cooled. He debuted at Canterbury on a heavy track and he really didn't help himself. He was beat the lip to uh, Bacchanalia, who has shown, has raced well in some pretty handy company itself. Um, but cooled to just get around the turn, wanting to hang out, hang in on the corner and, and then went straight. That was really strong late. He was looking forward to the 1400 metre journey here. Um, and yeah, pretty keen on him in this. The two Kalele next bit of a bump got into a bit of a bumping duel in the Silver Slipper. Wasn't beaten far there though. Four cheerful legend going well for an informed stable. And the ten in Totsu. Well, a little bit found them a little bit too speedy and classy from the blue diamond last start, but um, considering he's been the pace early, he was making some good ground late. Um, third fastest last 200 metres of the race. I think he's might be over the odds, the 10. 9, 2, 4 and 10. Paul Laley, for me, I thought, uh, well, he's the best suited uh, under the set weights here. And, yeah, forgiving that run on the soft seven first up. To beat Wolves, Hitotsu and Daily Bugle. 2, 14, 10 and 5. Race 5 at Flemington on Saturday. Incognitus Stakes. Uh, this is a listed quality for three-year-olds over the straight 1,100 metres, Joel. Yeah, really good race, this one. Still awaiting, as we record on Thursday afternoon, where Marbusha is going to go. She hasn't been scratched at either venue yet. Randwick or Flemington, but uh, she's on top for me. Got big wraps on her. I think she can win a good race. She's yet to run poorly in her career. She bumped into Written Beauty twice in the spring, including down the straight on Oaks Day. It was a terrific effort. She's been trialling well. I think she'll be hard to beat. Two Oxley Road, I've been with both starts, and he's looked the goods. Hard to jump off him because he's just done nothing wrong. He'll uh, certainly be up on speed and be very hard to run down. And Seven Pinkham, I think I did make her my best bet when she resumed in the Kevin Hayes. Got beaten. It wasn't uh, it wasn't too bad. And as it unfolded, she she did uh, have an internal bleed. So a bit, a bit forgiving there. I think she could bounce back and quite easily could win this. So it's a, it's a good race there. Three that I, I think stand out. And I've thrown Bella Nipotina in for four. She's got form around Marbusher and uh, on the quick backup from her good run last week in the English Dash. Five on top for me from two, seven and three. Yeah, I hope they, <clears throat> Snowden's um, picked this option with Marbusher. They should be really hard to beat. Yeah, it's a pretty tough contest in uh, field in Sydney. She has to come against in the fireball. Um, but, yeah, she, she's got form down the straight, running a good race point, a written beauty. Uh, the first up form well, and she's trialling nicely in readiness for this. So the five on top of the three, Bella Nipotina on the quick backup from last week. Um, another 40 to one shot late there. She goes well down the straight and ran well with fourth uh, within a length of Labusha when they clashed and the Red Roses at the, in the... And the Flemington Carnival last last spring. The seven Pinkham um, first up run there was good behind La Mexicana and Malacorn. Malacorn went on to Frank the Fall with a, with a close second at its next start. Ranting and next the one. Five, three, seven, one. Uh, yes, I'm going to make it unanimous for Marbusha. In fact, very similar to Joel. Marbusha, Pinkham, Oxley Road, Bill and Nipotina, five, seven, two. And three, first leg of the quaddy at Flemington on Saturday. First of the two group ones is a cracker. It is the Sepult Wines New Market Handicap, 1,200 metres. And it is worth $1.25 million. The early scratching as we speak to you is Kem Alpasa, number four. Joel. 
Yep, 14 September run on top for me. I was uh, a bit devastated after the Lightning because I was very keen on her and that was the chance to get a good price about her. Another couple of strides and she would have grabbed Nature Strip. She really flew late and it just uh, had back me in the new market written all over it and clearly everyone has. She's very short for a, a, a big field with, you can make cases for plenty of these. So look, I, I find it hard to step into her at a, you know $2.30 or whatever she is, but She's the one to beat, so I've put her on top and she's, uh, you know, probably stand her out in exotics and maybe back a couple of roughies for a win. That's how you can play the race. I'm with the three-year-olds. I've got 17 Prague in for second. I thought his first up run in Sydney was very good with the 59 kilos. He got mobile late, ran on well for third behind Pelt. So they've kept him ticking over with a trial. They've kept him fresh. They've had a few options for him in the last few weeks. I think he might be drawing the right spot. And down in the weights, I think he can run well. Uh, 18 swats that. Everywhere September run's been, she's been just behind her. So she's got to be included. Her lightning run was very good. I thought Imaging uh, was an interesting runner here, keeping him fresh back to 1,200. I would have thought the Canterbury Stakes in Sydney was ideal, 1,300 for him, but they've left him down here. I think he can be flying at them late. A couple of others to consider. I think Flit can run well, a bit of a price. And Brooklyn Hustle, who I was on in the Oakley Plate and another couple of strides she would have won. I can't leave her out of my... Uh, exotics but i've gone 14 17 18 3 yeah with 14 as well september run outlined the reasons earlier a straight track form is pretty freakish and to get as close as she did to nature strip first up she's obviously come back in terrific order 1200 meters much more ago um and well in the 54 kilos so on top for me i think the 15 serious suspect's got to be a chance this is a um certainly a, a a new level for him to have to go, considering what he's faced thus far. But he loves the Flemington Straight. He was a pretty easy winner in the Group 3 standish on New Year's Day. He freshened up for this. Uh, we've got the right jockey on board. He has been working well during the week from all reports. So he's definitely an exotic chance. 18 swats that. Um, very good as well, first up. And, and two will improve up to the 1,200. <clears throat> and in for fourth, the five, Celebrity Queen. So 14, 15, 18, 5. 14 for me too, made her my best of the day from 10. Brooklyn Hustle, 18 squats that in five. Celebrity Queen, second leg of the quaddy at Flemington on Saturdays. The Lexus Matron stakes, 1,600 metres, set weights and penalties for fillies and mares at Group 3 level, Joel. I thought Moonlight Maid represented a bit of value here, around $17. I know she ran last, first up in the mannerism, but it was a bit of a hidden gem of a run wasn't a great tempo up front and she was off the bit and chasing when they sprinted just before the turn but i liked her last hundred meters and oh, it doesn't pay when they're strong through the line but she was and i just thought it was a bit of a hidden good run she's a good flemington mare obviously had some issues with her but she's a talent went on song and i thought she'd have the last crack at them here just hopefully there's a bit more tempo early in the piece two silent sovereign in for second and she too wasn't suited by the tempo at flemington last time out against Quantum Mechanic, but I thought it was a good effort. She drops two kilos. She'll be even fitter here. Quantum Mechanic's definitely a hope. She deserved that win last start. She really flew late. She's a pretty consistent mare. And seven, Lunacorn. She probably wasn't suited back in trip last start. Uh, that was obviously first up off a bit of a break. I just think 1,600 Flemington really does suit her better. And you'd have to think Jamie Carr would have had to, the pick between her and Quantum Mechanics. So it's interesting that she sides with her. But I'm with four each way in an open mares race. Four from two, six, and seven. 
long thought there's a good race in quantum mechanic and um, she gets a first chance really to crack at this black type level here she was um pretty comfortable winner at flemington last start <clears throat> i think she's going the right way this preparation and um finds a yeah a really nice mare's race for her so six on top five scarlet dream um, hasn't won fresh but runs well fresh most of the time is placed in four or five the four moonlight maid i thought uh her Worked late at the end of the mannerism was pretty good there, and she'll only improve up in trip. And the one sovereign award in for fourth, six five four one. Quantum mechanic for me too to beat Lunacorn, Silent Sovereign, and Cancino six seven two and nine. Second of the group ones and third leg of the quaddy at Flemington on Saturday is the TAB Australian Cup. It's worth one and a half million. Standard weight for age two thousand meters. Joel. Yeah, I just have to stick with nonconformist. I've been his biggest fan, and he, he hasn't won this prep, but both his runs have been good. And to be fair, he really hasn't had the tempo to suit. The Carlion Cup was a farcical speed. He, he did enough to run third. And then, I th well, there was a blanket finish in the Peter Young. You could sort of take your pick out of five or six of those and, and say that they were the run of the race. But I thought he was pretty good. He just took a little time to wind up and then probably peaked on his run at the 100, but still stuck on well. Blinkers go on third up for the grand final. Just hopefully he can blend into the race at the right time. And yeah, he's he double figures now, so he's a good each way play. I thought the old boy Humidor was all right there first up in the CFR. I like him kept fresh and, and out to the 2000 here. Of course, the previous winner of this race. I think he's got to be in the mix at a bit of a price. 350 stars really put his hand up for back to back wins in this race with a, a flashing run in the Blamey last week to just miss picking up star of the seas. And six Angel of Truth's been really good in both his lead-up runs at Caulfield. I think getting to Flemington will certainly suit him. The other roughie I'd include at a bit of odds is number five, Warning. All his Flemington form's good. It looks a bit of a sort of a bit of a, a setup race here. First start, uh, sorry, first up over the two thousand. Bit of a target race. He does go well at Flemington, as mentioned. Fourteen on top from one, three, and six. With fifty stars, I think he can go back to back. Um, really flashing light run at Flemington. <clears throat> last weekend, uh, just missing one. He's obviously a very good miler. Third up, uh, suit lot, ticks a lot of boxes here and, and drawn ideally. So three will be hard to beat. I think the, the one humidor was a pretty good return in uh, in the all fresh. This is much more his go. He's over the odds. Uh, the 17 Paradis, a mare in form. She's flying at the moment. A little form around her has stood up. And in for fourth, I have... The 11 Shan Ambition just missed parody last start, I think, because uh, we suited up to 2,000 metres, so third up. 3 1, 17 11. Uh, yeah, Humidor for me, I agree. Over the odds, uh, made him my value bit. Uh, can't believe uh, he's come up around the $20 when you look at some of the two. Some of the 2,000 metre runs uh, that he's put in over the years, uh, obviously, the standout being that. Uh, giving Winks a fright in that uh, Cox plate. And look, he's still only eight. So uh, I think represents excellent value here from 50 stars, parody and platoon, one, three, 17 and 10. Last of the day at Flemington is race nine. It's TAB, CUNY stakes, set weights for three-year-old fillies over 1,600 at group two level job. Well, I'm hoping Damien Oliver's pulled the wrong rein. He doesn't, he doesn't do it very often, but hopefully he has today because I've gone with Miss Guggenheim as my bet of the day. She had no luck at all first up in the Armanasco. 
once she did sort of see a little bit of clear air when it was all over, she was climbing over their heels as they went over the line. She didn't have much luck in the manifold either at Flemington back in the spring after winning her maiden very well. So I think she's a, a filly that we haven't seen the best of yet due to circumstances. If she gets the clear air on Saturday, I think she'll be very hard to beat. No doubt the danger's number one personal, who Ollie sticks with. She was very good with the penalty first up, 59.5, back to 56. Uh, she's the clear standout on ratings, obviously, being a Group 1 winner. And then back down towards the bottom for a couple of up-and-comers. 11, selfless, really flew late at Pakenham first up. Just missed a pretty promising one there in Jimmy Rockford. I thought it was a good return. And 9, perfect world. Coming off a maiden win at Sale, this is a lot tougher. She showed a bit in midweek city grade last prep and looks to have come back a, a better filly. 10 on top for me from 1, 11 and 9. The one was hard to go past. She was excellent, fresh, um, personal there. <clears throat> she always improves into her second up run. So down to 56 kilos, um, it's a nice race for her. And, and she's on top. I think the 9 and the 10 are, are both terrific chances, though. Perfect world. Too good from its sale last start. Um, she looks one on the up for sure. Uh, the 10, Miss Guggenheim, yeah, just no luck as Joel touched on last start. She can certainly win this and the six-star rally for fourth. One, nine, ten, six. Yes, the rating is special for me, as Joel mentioned, personal. would be giving him eight kilos and more in a handicap from Yes Baby, Yes Chica Fuerte and Show Chiki. Um Miss Guggenheim, race nine, number 10, was Joel's best in his value in the previous race. Eight, number 14, non-conformist. My best, but no great price. September run, race six, number 14. Value bet race eight, number one. Humidor, Daniel's best was Odium. That's race three, number five. So the only one we haven't heard about, Daniel, is uh, the only non-black type race is your value bet, and that's race two, number one, conceited. Yeah, he was first up after um, a shade over a year at Caulfield in the the Zedu stakes there. And well, that thread, he, he's run all right. He's sort of held his ground there. He'll be much better for that, obviously, being 12 months off the scene. His form as a, a two-year-old was excellent. Ran second to Wisdom of Water in a good race on the Gold Coast. And a week later, a placing behind a away game in the in the Magic Millions. He's certainly got the talent. Um, and I think now at this stage of his career, looking up to the 1,400 metres now, um, he's worth an each-way bet in and this, I don't think it was a race of all that much depth. So uh, I thought it was a good play. Race two, number one, conceded. Off to Randwick now for Sydney Metro Racing on Saturday. Dual Group 1 card with the Randwick Guineas and the Canterbury Stakes. And in fact, it is black type all day. So we start off in race one. It is the Tokyo City Kiba Fireball Stakes. And this is a listed race. Set weights and penalties for three-year-olds. And, Joel, as you mentioned, we don't yet know where Mar Bush is going. So uh, you're with that also. Yeah, this is a ripping start to the program. What a good race. So if Mar Bush is here, she's going to, as Daniel said earlier, find it difficult. But I think she's capable of winning at around 8 or $9. So I've lent her way ahead of uh, one wild ruler who's been trialling very well. He was the first colt home in the Coolmore behind September run and swats that. Seven, Valmaster. Big Spruik horse had uh, no favours at all first up on the heavy, caught wide, just uh, a complete forgive run. He was $1.90, now you're getting, what, 5 or $6, so I think you could probably butter up again if you were with him. And six, Andermatt, who did win that race, is up four kilos, but looks like getting a similar sort of run from a good draw. Now you could win again without surprising. It's a really intriguing race. Eight from one seven six. I'm the one wild ruler. I'm a big fan of this Snitzel Colt. Um, he was very good in a the Coolmore stud stakes at the end of last preparation. Uh, brilliant fresh form and 
and trialing up really nicely. So he's on top. Um, plenty of chances, though. The seven, Vowmaster, if he can go back to his best to what he showed the first out, uh, last look in the initial campaign, he's certainly a winning, a winning hope. Just covered too much ground last start. Uh, and a Matt, very talented Colt. And the eight, Mar Busher, obviously a chance as well of here. One, seven, six, eight. Race two at Randwick is the University of New South Wales. Todman stakes 1,200 metres, set weights for two-year-olds at Group 2 level. This is the race that uh, produced Farnham last year, very often produces the Golden Slipper winner. And indeed, we've got the Golden Slipper favourite here in Profiteer. What we don't have is uh, one of your interview horses this week, uh, Daniel in Rocket Tiger, who I take it, it will be going to the Black Opal instead, all covered on page 103 of your winning post. Joel, what did you like here? Yeah, I've gone with seven remark. He was the first one back when markets went up off acceptances on Wednesday. I think he was 550 into 350 quite quickly. He's the Colt that's had a little bit of a setback. He was supposed to run a couple of weeks ago and had a temperature, so they pulled him out, um, been patient with him. I think, obviously, we've seen great things from Profit here and stay inside. But in my opinion, I think Remark's the best Colt. If, if everything's on song, he's the brother to Esther Jarb, of course, who won a slipper. He was a dollar forty on debut and won really well. His trial just before that little setback was outstanding. So I'm with him to beat five, stay inside, and one profiteer. There's probably a little between them. Could come down to luck in running. Uh, eight direct, I thought was at forty to one. Seems silly odds. I thought he was pretty good in the silver slipper. Had to work from the outside gate. No, he got better length and a half, but I thought he did a good job sticking on well for third. So. He probably should be half those odds, but seven on top for me from five one eight. Yeah, Rocket Tiger heading to um, the Black Opal or Canberra Barks having drawn ideally there, so he would have been up against it in this race. So I did give him a chance at a, at a bigger price to run maybe a, a cheeky place or a, <clears throat> into the exotics. Anyway, um, I found it hard to sort of separate first three. So much still to learn. Profiteer um, to the eye was a terrific win in that Millennium. English race, he, it's obviously a much tougher assignment, but it's hard to go past based on what he's shown thus far. Seven remarks, only had the one start, but and did it nicely when, when asked for an effort from T Tommy Berry on debut. And stay inside, obviously, no knock on him. Um, just thought, probably liked what I've seen a little bit better from the one and the seven so far. But look, any of those three could win, obviously. In for fourth of the four home affairs, so we'll have to improve on his last start win. Um, certainly a talent, but just have to go off a couple of notches here to, to challenge those top three in the market. One, seven, five and four. Race three at Renwick on Saturday is the Yarraman Park Riesling or Riesling Stakes. 1,200 metres, group two, set weights, two-year-old fillies, Joel. For race to win on debut, but I'm going with one of the newcomers in 12 is Gestard, uh, the Sebring filly. She's a half-sister to loving Gabby, so a beautiful pedigree. Love the way she just took a sit on the leaders and pounced on them to win her Canterbury trial last week. She's been kept very safe in the markets at single figures. And if she gets a bit of luck, she'll be very hard to hold out. Three Vianello's got plenty of experience. I thought after her second run at Randwick at 1,100, she was desperate for 1,200. She's had two more runs at 1,100 and, and been really strong late on both occasions. So now she gets to 1,200. She draws gate one. She'll get all favours. Got a big opinion of number five, Pretty Woman. I'd say they'll go Black Opal, but um, if they go here, I think she can measure up. Those two wins at Canberra have been very, very good. I know 1,000 to 1,200 can be a different story, but I think she'll measure up. And six, Joyous Legend. $800,000 blue-blooded filly out of more Joyous. She beat the older horses on debut at Gosford, which is no easy feat. 
and she did it well. So I think she's there to be respected. 12 on top for me, though, from 3, 5, and 6. Right, the seven testimonial here. Uh, Hugh Bowman takes a ride. Thought Godolphin thought Bloody Merritt in the first up run over a thousand metres um, without getting all that much room in the straight. <clears throat> I think she sort of suited at twelve hundred metres here, um, and I like the draw. So the seven on top for me. I think the two um, sliders is another. She's another good old runner. She's well over the odds as well. Um, very good win on debut last time in. And went to town and ran well again when leading him up. Just claim late there. She's trialling up really well for this. And as she's drawn well as well. Pretty woman, a chance if here. Um, and in for fourth, have the one swift witness. 7-2-5-1. Race four at Royal Randwick this Saturday is the Randwick City Stakes. Quality handicap. Over 2,000 metres at listed level, Joel. Uh, Mount Popper for me. Very promising staying type. Good effort first up. He travelled like the winner. Just didn't... Uh, may just have needed it when he came off the bridle. Perhaps didn't find as much as what you were thinking he was going to. But he still ran really well behind Shared Ambition. They've kept him on ice since then. So that was back on Feb 6. Nice and fresh here. I think it would be very hard to hold out. Obviously, Sacramento goes forward and takes... Plenty of beating, as he has done recently. He was up in class, but down in weight last time out. He controlled the race. Now, the others will start catching up with fitness and weight turnarounds, but, um, you know, they might not catch up on Saturday. One quick thinker, better suited here than he was first up with the 62 kilos over 1,400. He's got a touch of class. And three, the Lord Mayor, always races well third up. And his second up run was pretty good. So he's certainly in the mix as well. Seven on top from two, one and three. Yeah, Matt Popa, for me, uh, I thought it was a pretty pleasing return at Randwick. Uh, just missing shared ambition. I was a, a live chance in the Australian Cup later in the day. Um, under 54 kilos, I think he can end Sacramento's winning streak, who um, keeps continuing to to raise the bar. He's such a tough competitor up on the speed and and really taking a like of these sort of distances, this preparation after winning at 2,800 last prep. <clears throat> Um, the third for third, I got the one quick thinker. We can approve second up and collide in next seven two one four. Race five, <clears throat> no, is a great one at Randwick on Saturday. It's the Highland Race Colours Challenge Stakes. It's always a good one. Uh, group two, wait for age over a thousand meters, and Nature Strip after that super lightning win. Uh, is going to be well liked. Yeah, he's here. on top for me. Just the worry is that he can get rolled at odds on, can't he? So that's the difference. He was four forty the other day. Now he's a dollar forty. So a big difference in price. But taking that out, he should be very hard to beat. He won this last year by three lengths, second up. So he's uh, yeah on top. Probably not a betting race for me though. Two Eduardo, uh, two Eduardo. Yeah, in for second for me. He's uh, been going really well for Joe Pride. Obviously, last preparation on his first two. On wet tracks, which I think he excels on, but he did run very well on the good four in the shorts when second to classic legend beaten a length. So probably just only needs to run up to that performance to go close. Seven, Bella Vella can improve on her fresh run on the Gold Coast on Magic Millions Day. She gave weight away to the boys there. It was a bit plain, beaten five lengths, but she's certainly capable of better. And eight, Written Beauty, very exciting. Uh, she got the job done with not many favours first up and certainly has plenty of upside about her. There'll be no... Where to hide in this race, however? One, two, seven, eight. Yeah, Nature Strip, I think, can defend his crown. <clears throat> um, 
excellent win in the Group One first up. Whether I take the take the prize at dollar forty, not sure, but um, it'll certainly be the one to beat. I like I like the look of the eight Reading Beauty as as many do. She's won five from six, so um, and hard to pick, but I think she'll win a a very good race like this in um, sometime soon. She whether she'll beat Nature Strip, I'm not sure, but she's certainly going the right way. Um, we don't know how high her ceiling is just yet. Seven Balavella and the two Eduardo third and fourth pick respectively. One eight seven two. Race six is the first leg of the quaddy at Royal Randwick on Saturday. It is the Fujitsu General Winona Girl Quality, and it is a Group Three for mares over twelve hundred. Hard to go past M and Eight. This is her toughest test up to Black Tight Company, but she's down in the weights and off that last win at Rose Hill, which was just outstanding. Uh, she looked super there, putting nearly four lengths on her nearest rival, and she's clearly the one to beat. She had a really slick turn of foot, so she's on top for me. I think the value is number four seasons. Her first two runs last prep were very good. She drew low gates. She finished third in the Toy Show, probably unlucky to lose, and then third in the Scirocco. Then she came up with a couple of wide barriers and her form tapered off. So from a good gate here, gate three, she's pretty well in at 54. I think at 20 to 1, she's the saver. Two Fiesta was in really good form back in the spring. Outstanding return at Caulfield, then she won her next two. Uh, she's going to be giving them a bit of a start, but she'll be hitting the line strongly. And one positive piece can improve. She just knocked up first up in the Millie Fox, but she is three from four second up, so expected to uh, benefit from that fresh run. Six on top for me from four, two and one. In agreement with Joel, I think Emanate can make the, the step up from benchmark grey. Um, she left a couple of notches in grade first to second up and she was far too good for them with the lightweight. She's only got 53 kilos again and, and Rachel King obviously gets along well with her, so she's on top for me. Jen Rules in next. She's a horse at Race as well, fresh, this mare. Um, she was excellent behind Fort Brown, her and the Scirocco Stakes in the spring when, when first up. Um, and a run like that would certainly see her go close here. Stolen Jade and Zanaya, I think you know, a bit of a roughie, uh, can improve from the first up run up in trip. Six, five, seven and eight. First of the Group 1s at Randwick and second leg of the quaddy is race 7. Moston Copper, Randwick Guinea, 1,600 metres. Set weights for three-year-olds, worth a million bucks. Well, Joel, you uh, you were with Aegon uh, on his Australian debut, uh, despite the fact that you thought that that was when he'd be vulnerable. Well, he certainly was, and he was just very, very impressive. And uh, I've got no doubt that despite the shorter yeah, price, definitely sticking with him here. I did suggest that, I think he was sort of around that 340, mark, and we suggested to wait because uh, just thinking that he may drift out, and he did. You could have got $5. I don't know if he'll get much of a drift for him on Saturday. I think now that everyone's seen him, I think they'll be just keen to stick with him. So, look, I probably wouldn't rush in to take the price. I don't know if he'll start much shorter, but I think he's definitely the one to beat. Back at the 1600, he's drawn out a little bit further, but just the way he navigated that traffic in the Hobartville was uh, pretty good. I don't think those that behind him can turn the tables. I think Seven Moung is a bit of the bit of the unknown. He was pretty, very good first up in the CS Hayes at Flemington. Blinkers on, maybe perhaps 2,000 metres in the Rose Hill Guineas. He'll get his real chance to shine, but I think he can run well. Two Kings Legacy is some sort of a hope. He was all right in the Hobartville, going back from a wide gate. Drew some wide gates in the spring. I think we'd love to see him posse up a bit closer here, 1,400 from gate three, and I think he might just be able to do that. He's two for two at Randwick. 
also unbeaten at Randwick is Peltzer. That could be the key to him. He's five from five. He had every chance in the Hobartville, but um, just with that record at Randwick suggests, you know, he could bridge the gap somewhat on Aegon. One on top for me, though, he should win. Seven from two and five. Yeah, he's a mine on topper as well. So maybe he sort of went around five dollars in that Hobartville, considering how easily he won it. Um, he only, as Joel said, only be suited back up to the sixteen hundred meters now, and um, looks terribly hard to beat in in this. Even though it's a pretty handy race, the seven Mwanga slashing return behind Tagaloa in the in the haze that also since run again, uh, run well again, um, and I think he, he too will look suited to the rise up in trip. In for third, I have the two Kings Legacy. He can certainly improve from the Hobartville run. I think it was too bad, really. Never really threatened, but um, he was working home well and doing his best work late. Uh, much better horse at the mile. And in for fourth, got the three North Pacific. One to seven, two, three. And race eight at Randwick on Saturday is the second of the Group 1s, third leg of the Quaddy. Race eight is the Heineken Canterbury Stakes, 1,300 metres, Stand away for age, Group 1, just worth the half a million dollars. I like number six, Dawn Passage, here at double-figure odds. He was a little bit shy of the best three-year-olds this time last year, but then he sort of came back a notch, put three wins together. They tried him in the Stradbroke. He started favourite there, but drew 18. It was a tough gate. He came back in the spring and, and didn't win, but all his three runs were very good. He's got form around Think It Over and Colette. Of course, two of the good performers from last week. His Golden Eagle third was very good. I really like the way he's been trialling. I think there's good speed here. He, you know, he can put himself on speed, but I think he'll be sort of just off midfield uh, with the early pace engaged here, and he'll be very strong late. And no doubt this has been a bit of a target for him, I'd suggest. Being a stallion, 1,300 first up looks ideal. One bivouac, just found the 1,002 sharp in the lightning. He um, just couldn't go with those real speedsters, but out in trip, second up, he's been in the Quinella, all four second up runs. He'll improve. His stablemate, Sabatiano, she gets her group one chance here. What a ripper she is. Um, you know, never miss, I'll miss the Quinella once, sorry, and eight second up goes. Bit of a freshen since the first up win in the expressway. She'll be hard to beat. And seven, Masked Crusader, who got his career on back, back on track with that first up win in the Southern Cross. Was quite an impressive win. Now up to wait for age. That's the real question mark. But six on top for me from one eight and seven. I think Bivouac will come on nicely from the the first set run. The Lightning. I think uh, at thirteen hundred meters, given a chance to sort of um, settle and straighten up and, and show that good turn of foot that he has. So he's he's my top pick. The one I think the eight Savatiano, obviously flying. His preparation deserves a. a a race of this sort of nature in a on her CV. Um, last two wins have been excellent and pretty pretty smart for Colding last start. Seven Mask Crusader um, deserves a shot at this level this early for what he's done and in for fourth to nine, Madame Rouge. They've got a bit of a knockout hope. One eight seven nine. And finally at Randwick on Saturday, race nine, sharp, extensive IT, aspiration quality. 1,600-metre group three for Phillies and Mears. 13, Polly Gray. She's going to be a bit stiff probably to strike one of the only non-wet tracks for the Sydney Carnival this week. But she performed quite well on top of the ground last preparation. No doubt if she strikes a wet track, I think she can win a good race this time in. I think she's flying. I thought her first up run was excellent. So I'm with her. She can be competitive on the dry. Uh, 12 Nimalee was very good first up, winning that race. 
with the 52 kilo. She's only up a kilo here, so still well in at the weights. She can put herself in a good position. Nine outback diva was very good at Canberra. I know it was an easier race, but her last 600 was very strong there, and she might just have uh, taken a bit of confidence out of that win. And five, she's ideal. Well, she was a black booker first up in the Millie Fox. Behind Sapina, that was an excellent return. She's on track for you know races a little bit longer. Um, she also loves the sting out of the track too. So might just need this one. She certainly looks to have come back in good order. 13 for me from 12, 9 and 5. The more I look at the race, the more I'm keen, the keener and keener I get on the 7 rocket clock. She's a, a favourite of mine, I'd admit, but uh, there was nothing wrong with her first up run. She was, when first up last time, I mean, she got a long way back and never really threatened and then Improved second up in the eights, um, running around three and a half lengths behind Emeralds in, in, in that group three. Um, she's drawn ideally this time around. Gets a good track. She's won four or ten on a on a firm surface. And I don't think she'll be too far off them on the turn. Um, and with with even luck, I think she'll be hard to hard to hold out. She's got excellent form at the mile. She just ticks a lot of boxes for me. I thought she's well over the odds about that double figure price. Pretty keen on her race nine number seven. Rock o'clock. The 12 in next Nimalee, um, super return beating Yao Dash, who had been in form. Uh, she's such a consistent mare and, and gets in well at the 53 kilos. Polly Gray, I think her chances are enhanced if it's a wet track, but um, as Joel said, she's not hopeless on, on, on a firm surface and she was very good fresh. And the nine at back Diva, I know down to running a, accepted to run um, Canberra Cup on the weekend, but if here, I thought her last start win was excellent and she can certainly. Run a race at a big price. 7, 12, 13, 9. And race 9, number 7, Rock O'Clock was Daniel's best. His value bet race 3, number 7, Testimonial. Joel's best race 7, number 1, Aegon. Value bet race 8, number 6, Dawn Passage. Now, on Saturday at Morfordville, they are racing on the Parks track. Uh, this is the minor meeting of the weekend. Uh, we will be covering uh, Adelaide Cup Day in a little bit more detail later on, so I'll just tell you that Daniel's best race nine, number one, Larkham, and value bet race seven, number eight, Hagman. Uh, Eagle Farm is the venue for Saturday racing in Brisbane. Daniel, uh, what have you got for us there? Your special's coming up fairly early on the program. Yeah, that's correct. The first In the first event, uh, Legal East, the eight, I think it had two runs on paper, this preparation, being better than it looks in the, in the form. Um, in restricted room last start, she was a really good and Running on the last 200 metres is the quickest of the rates. Um, just think she's starting to warm up now. Rises the extra 100 metres certainly doesn't hurt. And an um, each way play in the first race one, number eight. In terms of a value, um, I've come up with the oh, sorry, that was my value race eight, race number right. The, the best bet was race three, number one, leadership spill. Outstanding win first, that backed up on the clock. Uh, this He's had it all had had his all his own way on that occasion, and this time around there's a bit of speed. So I think um, with the sixty kilos on his back, Moran Malone will probably decide to take a sit. But he has run well in that position before. Um, he's far and away the best horse in the race, I think, and um, he can go back to back leadership spill and win better races than this in time. So race three won the best, and the value race eight, uh, race one number eight. Alrighty, over in the west, they're racing at Bunbury for the main meeting on Saturday, and there is a couple of listed races. Race eight, the Bunbury Stakes. Race nine is the Bunbury Cup, and our man 
in the West, BJ Ryan likes uh, last of the line in the Bunbury Stakes. Uh, that is race eight, number four, and that is BJ's best on the card. Is Cup Tip, race nine, number seven, Montalina, and his value bet, race four, number three, Plutocracy. Uh, Joel, talk us through New Zealand where things are in a bit of a state of flux. We know that Awapuni and Wingatui are racing on Saturday, but the main meeting, Ellerslie, is on Sunday at this stage, or maybe it's on Monday, or maybe it's on Sunday. Yeah, it's all up in the air. What's going on? The Auckland lockdown in place at the moment, uh, due to lift midnight Saturday. So if that uh, all goes to plan, then yes, New Zealand Derby at Ellerslie will be run on Sunday. Uh, we'll take you through the Saturday meetings first. Awapuni on Saturday. Best bet is race five. Number four, Prince of Dune. Looks ready to break through. Strong effort up in trip last time out when finding one better. This isn't a strong maiden. And he was entered for the derby. I think he was only withdrawn in the in the last couple of weeks. So he should be hard to hold out. And value bet is race eight, number two, Vent, who did enough first up over the shorter trip. Up in distance suits. She gets a bit of a claim to help with her, uh, with her lofty weight there. Uh, the other meeting is at Wingatui down in the South Island. The best bet is race eight, number uh, what number is it? Number ten, Black Book. She won really well two starts ago. A bit disappointing last time out, but didn't have all favours. I think if she gets a bit of luck, she can bounce back to that winning form that she showed two runs back. And the value players, race ten, number seventeen, Blue Eyed Susie. I have made my value bet her last couple of runs. She's finished fourth and sixth. She's looked a real chance at the furlong both times. So I'm going to fall into her again and give her one more go. She is still a good price, so you don't have to have too much on to uh, to be loyal. As mentioned, the Derby at this stage on Sunday at Ellerslie. And uh, convenient enough, my best of the day comes up in the feature. Race 9, number 13, Tokarangi. Sticking with the filly here, I thought she could beat the boys in the Waikato Guineas. She did just that. Uh, this daughter of Redwood's going to eat up the 2,400, I think, from a good gate. I thought the Baker Forsman trained front man. Lightly raced, only had the three starts. Comes through a bit of an untraditional path. I thought he might be the danger at a bit of a price. My value bet, look, I'm sticking with the filly slave to love, race eight. She needs to improve to turn the tables on Amaralina, who looks an absolute star. And maybe the 2400 of the Oaks will give her her best chance in a fortnight. But I thought the best way to play the race was slave to love each way at the even money quote for a place. All right. Uh, that's uh, so some top features over in New Zealand this weekend. There is a black type of plenty right throughout the weekend in Australia as well, and of course, all covered in your winning post. Newmark, Newmark at Newcastle on Friday. Uh, there's action at Cranbourne on Friday night. We go to Sunday. You've got your Black Opal National Stakes Day at Canberra, and you've also got your Echuca and Stony Creek Cups. We've got full form for all those meetings, and then we even press on to Monday where we also have a full form guide for the big Adelaide Cup Day. Daniel, you have done the form. There's three black type races. We start in race six. It's the C.S. Hayes Memorial Cup, a listed event over 1,600 metres. And you are with number three overexposure. Yeah, I thought it was worth a couple of this races with a couple of bets. So the three overexposure back to South Australia after um, racing chronometer, this preparation in Victoria. Uh, his form in Victoria was was pretty good. Had a win over the mile at Flemington and um, a little bit disappointing in the in the group three last start at Caulfield, but back to a track he's had plenty of success over. Um, Jamie Carr flying to SA to, to take the ride among other rides on the day and I think he'll be 
He's the one to beat. Three over exposure. Uh, Night's watch is definitely a chance and worth an each way bet. Nine ironclad, sort of the up and comer in South Australia. The the recent um, overseas purpose, purchase for Will Clark and he's <clears throat> was a much improved. Well, he won well over twelve hundred metres first up, and then stepped up to the mile and was a gritty winner again. He can certainly measure up here and the eight in next. But my numbers three, two, nine, and eight. The big one is race seven, TAB Adelaide Cup Group Two. Worth 300,000 over the 3,200 metres, but you don't get too many 3,200 metre uh, group race handicaps with an odds on favourite, but we have one here in number four, Tralee Rose. That billing of favouritism, of sure price favouritism, that is. She's just done everything right so far. The Baggett win was was arrogant, won by seven there, and then <clears throat> headed to Adelaide in the Lord Reams last start in preparation for this race. And, and she won by three and a half lengths, but could have won by a lot more. Long arm was chasing her in, into second. Um, how high is the ceiling? We're not, we're not too sure. And what sort of races will she contest down the track? But I think this is a, a really winnable assignment for her. And I think she continue on her winning way. So four on top. The seven in next Starcaster, we've always had time for, but he became costly at a, a sort of at a stage there. Um, wasn't was getting back in races and wasn't running on and would, would, would put forward a bit of a cheeky run and not deliver next start. He's... Found the Mooney Valley 2,500 metres to his liking and won over that route um, to his past two starts. <clears throat> um, whilst I don't think he beats Charlie Rose, he's certainly the clear second pick. Long arm, no match for Charlie Rose last start, as I mentioned, but uh, he's certainly a, a handy uh, stay on the rise. Only had seven starts, winning four of those. He's got plenty of um, good races in him, I think. And the 10 good idea has to be included as well. Four, seven, six, ten. And the last of the blue, I should have mentioned that race one is uh, listed race as well with Cinderella Stakes for the two-year-olds and Daniels with Zombie Witness there to be gloved Sarah Des and Siriani. That's 8614. But back to across to race eight where we see your best of the day. Daniel, your value bet was overexposure race six, number three. Tell us about your best in the Morphville Guineas listed race for three-year-olds over 1,600 metres. I speak of race eight, number eight, Victoria yeah, Key. made a pretty good impression in Victoria last... Uh, in, a, in, a, in an initial campaign, she won the Wakeful, beating Personal that day. Personal then came out to win the Oaks. Um, she was excellent start prior behind um, one who's got plenty of raps about him and ain't no deal done in that Hillsmith Stakes. She's a she's an excellent talent, Victoria Key. Uh, 1,600 metres first up. I think she can be very hard to beat. And this is a pretty handy race, but she's better than these, I think. Or certainly, she looks like she has a better career out of it the ones that have raced so far. So keen on her. She's my best bet. Milton Park, um, going well. With a couple of wins at the start of the preparation and disappointed at Flemington. Thought he sort of bounced back to form somewhat in the Autumn Classic Group 2 race last start. Uh, only fourth, went fourth behind Perure. Uh, the four and the 12 ran down the numbers, but pretty keen on the eight in, um, in that race. Eight, one, four, 12. All right, that brings us to the end of the preview section of the podcast and brings us to our best $20 bets of the weekend. Yes, it's Lazy Lobsters.
Well, God bless very elegance is what all is all I can say because both Joel and our guest Lobster were on the mighty mayor last Saturday. So we ended up showing a small profit. Let's try and turn that into a big bite. I managed to stop another standout, by the way, in Skynex. Managed to uh, get, that, get that one in place. But, uh, and extending my ridiculous run of non-collects. But um, let's try and turn, uh, we've, we've, we've turned the ship around. Let's uh, now bloody start shoveling some coal into the uh, engines there with uh, something well, a bit bigger. No, Joel, sure, what do you like, like this the way one? I played it last week. I'm just going to stick through the V and, and go with uh, a good thing. We'll go with Aegon. I didn't put my 20 on him two weeks ago. like a fool, but I'll go with him this week. Race seven, ran with number one. And if he gets up, we might look for a bit more value next week. Uh, going to Brisbane, Wine Eagle Farm, race three, number one. I think the toppy leadership spill can get the job done. And I am going with uh, our, our guest Lobster with the September run. So that's an, another one along the uh, along the uh, sticking with the uh, with the ones that are short but sweet and certainties. Uh, I'm going with Humidor. Uh, $10 each way, which uh, at the moment $5 a place will get us back 50 for our 20, which uh, would be luxury in my opinion, but uh, I have been stopping them lately, so let's see how I go. That leaves us only to remind you to pick up your winning post if you haven't already. Great value this week. Uh, all the form that I mentioned before for Friday, Friday night, Saturday, Sunday, and Adelaide Cup Day, Monday. And it is out in the shops on Friday. It's online right now as we speak to you. And it's uh, the best value online edition ever, 123 pages, because, of course, we've got uh, fields for all the places, uh, all the very many TAB meetings from Friday to Monday around Australasia. All right. Uh, That is it from us for this week, listeners. So back plenty of winners over the weekend, and we'll talk to you next week.